All right. So now that we've had our disaster, we can have start. We, have we fixed it? Did I we fixed fix it? everything. I can fixed everything. We fix it. Oh, okay. You just fixed everything. What about me? I also did stuff. Uh, yeah, you did. Of course you did. You you did an amazing job at our run sheet this week. We don't have a run sheet. I don't know what you're, what you're talking about. Uh, you know what I mean. We completely talk off our brains. I mean, we're the world's smartest people. Of course. With a few false facts thrown in for fun. Yeah, so welcome back to Girls in the Fast Lane. I'm Ash. And I am M. And this is our 10th episode. So if you're stuck around or you've just joined us, welcome and thank you. Or not. Or not, thank you. That, like, if you've been listening for a while, I completely understand. And if they haven't? Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, welcome. It's great to have you here. Um, It's great to to be back. Ten episodes. We started this when I was in Townsville in another life. Right. Um, And was being overrun by bugs. So, you know, it's great that I'm in a in a nice accommodation now. <laughs> I think it, we've both moved up in the world. We've gotten we got, got a couch. I've got a couch. We got microphones. We have we have some some igno- exciting new products for um that I've actually got here that I haven't shown him yet. Should we start you know, with that? Hold on, I just want to say really quickly. We've done really well. Like 10 episodes. We've upgraded basically all of our tech. Like, what's going to happen in another 10 episodes? I know exactly where we'll be in 10 episodes. Do you think we'll be there in 10 weeks? No, it's longer than 10 weeks. Yeah, 10 episodes, 10 weeks. Nah, bro. Well, I mean, it depends where they reschedule Russia, to be real. 10 weeks will only just be before France. Well, maybe we'll go to Paul Ricard. Paul Ricard, if you're listening, uh, Hi. You've, got, you've got two very pretty girls. We're to probably out. one of the only fans of Paul Ricard. Are, are you um, a fan of Paul Ricard? Yeah, I don't mind it. I, Paul Ricard, to me, is the funniest track because of like, I will never ever forget last year, I just roasted it to my ex and I was like, what the fuck is with this like extreme wear fucking, you know, all that blue shit that's on the, on the outside. Like I just remember roasting that forever. And I was like, I think it's just funny. I just think it's a great track. I think it's, it was a good race too from memory, which everyone was shocked at because it's usually not an exciting race. Yeah. Well, maybe this, this year will be an exciting race because we're going, we're not, but imagine if we were. Right. Um, but yes, let's move on to your products that I will aptly describe to our listeners. Well, I mean, I only just got them today, so I haven't got to finish them yet. Um, <gasps> but it's the samples. For... Oh, my God. <gasps> okay, so what Ash is holding in her hands, she's holding three little plastic bags that aren't baggies. In one, <laughs> of, them, <laughs> in one of them she has, is it, are they gold? Uh, no, so they've got they've. I have to like peel. They're like our samples, so oh. it's they're all just white for now. But I've got to peel it all off and put them together. So in one, there's some little flags. In the other, there's some tires, and in the third, there's lights out and away we go. Right. I love them. I um, so can't wait. 
So what these will be, um, these will be earrings, which will be featured on our website at some stage. But we just got the samples, so we'll we're getting closer. Ab- it's like our, I think our main goal with it is to, we're making merch that things that we want to buy and things that we want to wear, um, instead of the generic F one team, mol- polos and hoodies and um. There's nothing wrong with hoodies, polos, possibly. Yeah. I mean, no, but also at the same time, like, I feel like they're just a bit generic, like, and I feel like some of the designs this year would, like, just miss the mark. And I think, you know, there are female fans out there who want to have, you know, some prettier, like, more feminine, just somewhat, like, I think a little bit more neutral designs as well that you can wear out or, like, you know, wear out, you know, in public instead of always just... Not that you I mean, can't wear F1 merch in public. I was going to say, you can't always be like me repping a Red Bull media t-shirt in in far north Queensland and getting weird looks. Yeah, I think it's more that like it would be nice to rep um, some merch. Like when you, you know, if you want to wear a hoodie down the street and you don't want to wear like your McLaren hoodie or your Aston Martin hoodie or your Red Bull hoodie. Casual. Neutral. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I like everything you do. Um, I also like seeing a a Finnish F1 driver's <laughs> behind. <laughs> um, he really puts the ass in Bottas. <laughs> I mean, Valtteri's ass is pretty, I think is more famous than him at this point. Like if I was to see it in a lineup, I would be able to pick it out. Would you really? I don't think I, I would be able to. That's impressive. You must have really paid attention in DTS. Yeah, I mean, cue our first DTS hater. But um, um, and then what else? Oh, poor Charles. Yeah, poor Charles. The poor dude. What an unfortunate crash. Like I just can't. You know what I mean? Like out of all the places and out of all the cars in the world. Oh my goodness! It. It's really sad. And if you don't know what you're talk- we're talking about, uh, Charles Leclerc, he is from Monaco. He's a Monegasque. Um, and he has had some really, really bad luck at his home circuit. Um, I think he's crashed out in every race he's raced in in Monaco. Would I be right in saying that? Ooh, I'm, I can double check that if you want to keep talking. Yeah, I'll keep talking. Um, but in uh, so recently on the weekend – um, there was a um, like a classics kind of race in Monaco to um, to show off the old classic cars, and uh, Charles was in one of Nicky Lauda's cars. Uh, Nicky Lauda raced for Ferrari, um, so Charles was driving the car. Um, he lost the brakes going into a corner, um, and put the rear end of the car into a wall. I just feel so bad for the guy. Like, as Daniel Ricciardo says, he runs these streets. So you think that <laughs> Charles would know them a little better. Can you fact check me? Am I correct? Are you correct? Or um, are you not correct. In 2018, in his first ever Monaco GP with F1, with Sauber, um, he had a brake failure and crashed in the to the back of a Toro Rosso. In 2019, he had his first race as a Ferrari driver and he 
was forced to start at the back of the grid. He was too aggressive in his approach and ended up damaging his car and making contact with Nico Hulkenberg in a Renault. Oh, no. So he had no, a DNF. In 2021, which was last year, last year, he pushed too far and crashed his car in qualifying on his final yeah. lap. And ruined his chassis. Yeah, which means that he tried to start the race, but they had yeah, they failures. Couldn't. They had to pull it off the grid, didn't they? Or they didn't even get out into the grid, I think. Yeah. And then for 2021. And then in this year, 2022, he entered the historical Monaco GP and he was driving the triple world champion, Nicola Lauda Ferrari. Um, and at the end of his demonstration lap, he lost the rear and ended up in the barriers. So, I mean, every he's cursed for sure. Like... Um, has he broken his curse for this year by crashing in the historic race? And that means he's going to do well in the Grand Prix? Well, I mean, if every single start he's ever had is not finished, then I don't think so. Like, you would think, I don't know. He just, he's not, any street circuit, he's never really had luck. And I've never really gone to back him at any street circuit. Like, Jeddah, he had a crash in FP. I think he may have lost his confidence altogether on the circuit. But he drives it in his beautiful Ferrari. So you would think that. Yeah, but I mean, doing fucking 50K around a street circuit compared to doing 300. That's a a little different. I could still do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then speaking of Monaco, um, they're also having a charity football match, uh, charity soccer game, football, soccer whichever you prefer to call it, um, which is it has basically so many drivers in the pilots team. Um, and then in the stars team, they've thrown in Daniel Kvyat and Nico Rosberg. <laughs> so are you, wait, hold up, hold up. Are you telling me, first of all, I'm happy that Nico Rosberg's in it. It's about time are. that he has had some recognition of course. for the star he is. But, I have some. Is Max going to verse Daniel Kvyat in a football match? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> that is what you're hearing. Because I mean, I don't watch soccer, but I will watch that if it's if it is streamed. I will be watching it. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any. Okay, I feel like we should give some context. Um, basically, Max took Daniel Daniel's seat at Toro Rosso. And then he took his girlfriend and his child. Um, no, he took his seat at Red Bull, didn't he? I don't think Daniel was at Red Bull. I think he was at Toro Rosso. I think he was at Red Bull with Daniel Ricardo. Was he? Because it was Daniel and Daniel. Was he? Oh, well, the more you know. I didn't know that. Um, I never thought he left Toro Rosso. Sorry. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so it would be interesting to see if they are put up against each other. But soccer is a non-contact sport. So, well, it's supposed to be a non-contact sport. Um, Sorry, going back to Daniel. Um, he was with Red Bull for one season. He replaced Sebastian Vettel when he left. Imagine replacing a four-time world champion. Yeah, and then imagine having someone replace your seat and take your girlfriend and your child. <laughs> it obviously didn't happen all at once, but it kind of did, though. It's just, it's just not good. 
All right. What's next? Let's uh, let's go into some F one news. Let's get into it. What if, what are you telling me? What have we what have we got on? Nick DeVries, is that how you say his name? I I presume so. Um he's he's Dutch. He'll be testing with Williams in FP1 this weekend. Wow. Now he's also a Mercedes driver though, right? Yeah, he's part of the Mercedes young driver team like program team thing. Wow. So yeah, what I didn't really what I didn't know about this season is that it was mandatory for all teams to give a driver um, an outing in FP1 at, on, at two different times and two different mm-hmm. tracks. I had no idea that they'd bought that rule in, and I think it's really great. But then it made me question why didn't Alpine get Oscar to drive in Melbourne? That's a great question. Um, I- <laughs> Can you answer it for me? It maybe have to be done at certain tracks because I think there's somebody else driving this weekend. Um, there was mention of something in McLaren, but I don't. Yeah, is Colton hurt? Yeah, hurt maybe driving this weekend. Maybe I couldn't find anything in the news about it, but um, but I mean, quite possibly. I don't think I don't know if I see anything specific though. Oh, I think he. I think it. I know that he's had his seat fit. Oh, that's yeah. Um, he definitely had a seat fit. But I don't think he has re- re- revealed the date. But I'm pretty sure he's the um, the driver for McLaren. Whose car would you put him into? Daniel's. Bang, <laughs> no hesitation. Also, really quickly. Yeah, well, you got to think about it. It's a young driver test, right? So you're going to take your oldest player out to tr- test the young driver. I did really quickly want to talk about something a little bit off topic. Um, so you know Pato, who drives the McLaren. In India, yeah. So yeah. I noticed I've known this for a while, but his number is number five. Yeah. So so it's three, three four, four five. five. I love that. Yeah. So Daniel's three, yeah, Lando's four, four, and Pato's five. I really love that. I wonder if he chose that with that intention in mind. I would love to know that. I also think it'd be really cool um, if, like, Colton. Was, what number's Colton? Is he six? Please tell me he's six. I have no idea. Or like two. You know what I mean? Like it just, I feel like McLaren now have to choose by number, like just for the aesthetic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you are now stuck doing it by number. Let's have a look. Uh, he's number 26. Oh, so close. I know. So It's like close. two and six. Maybe we'll just split yeah, his number. Yeah, exactly. Done. Um, I also heard that Ferrari have got some new paint on their car, which is expected to save 700 grams. One, I also would like to know, I feel like they're going to bring other upgrades. They can't just be bringing fucking paint to... Well, you never know. I mean, Haas have just announced that they're not bringing their upgrades to another four to five races. Yeah, but Haas have bigger, like they have, they have like further to move in the pack. Yeah, that's true. But speaking of upgrades, Aston is also bringing upgrades this weekend, but only for one driver. And that driver is Lance Stroll. That's really interesting. Um, I'm wondering why they're doing that, to be honest. I mean, I know they're probably going to check to see if it's working, like if it's um, if the upgrades are working before they implement it on both cars. But no offense to Lancey Stroll. I know he's currently got more points than Sebastian Vettel because I knew you were going to say that before I <laughs> mentioned this next comment. I was not. But 
I feel like Sebby's the more experienced driver who would be able to give better feedback. 100%. But I also think that like Seb hasn't had the experience in the um, ARM22 that Lance has had this year, if you know what I mean. Like he... Oh, he's had more drive time. Yeah, like Lance has had more drive time yeah. than Seb. Because obviously Seb missed two rounds because of COVID. I think it's just difficult. So I, you would think that Lance would have a better hold on the car. And I mean, I think that's... Yeah. I mean, he's he's gained more points than than Seb. I mean, they've gained. There's been three times that the two of them have gained points this year. But um, I guess we'll just wait and see. Obviously, they have the thoughts <laughs> and the reasons for for doing this. The last point, which is, McLaren have announced that they are joining Formula E. What I fucking love. I actually really want to go to a Formula E match. Race, whatever match. you want to call them. Yeah. A match. Wow. Yeah. It would be cool. Um sorry. <laughs> um I think it's exciting. I'm I'm really excited for them. Now they have more teams than, than we thought. They're doing good. So I mean, I guess their money problems that I was low key concerned about aren't really a thing. Yeah, I honestly don't think McLaren is struggling for money. I think that um, it was just portrayed that way by some other people, like Mario. Mario, no, it wasn't. There was a Mario and Jetty. It was like Audi and that. Definitely right. Um, yeah, that wraps up our news for the week. <laughs> right. I think we should maybe um talk a little bit about Barcelona. Barcelona. So you actually need to pronounce it Barcelona. Um, like a lit with a lisp. Yeah, because the king of Spain used to have a lisp, and that's how he used to say it. So are you fucking with me? No, I'm being, being no, I'm being hundred <laughs> percent legit. Um, I when I went to Spain, that's the kind of information I picked up. Um, thank you to my tour guide. I'm fairly certain he wasn't just lying to me, because it's why they say Ibiza as well. Ibiza. Yeah, instead of Ibiza, Ibiza. I thought it had something to do with um, the way they just pronounce like Zs in general, like not. We're into Barcelona, so I mean we've had we've already had we've already seen some cars on the track at Barcelona this weekend this this year. <laughs> in our uh, what did they call it? They called it the preseason shakedown. Is that what they called it? Yeah, it was a preseason shakedown because I didn't want to call it a test because um, yeah. I think they were just saying that if it would actually fucking work, to be honest. Well, I mean, that's the thing. New cars, you don't really – you didn't really know because like, like, um, before the season, uh, teams are allowed a specific amount of time on the track um, before they do testing um, to ensure that the car is okay. <laughs> I think the um, preseason shakedown was because it's a new, like it was because of the new, new cars, like reg- regulations. Yeah, um, I think it was less, yeah, because you just only get one weekend of testing, which is televised, which we had in Bahrain. Uh, it's sixteen corners. Um, it is four point six kilometers long. There are two DRS zones, sixty six laps. Yes, I was about to say that the fastest race lap is held by Mr. Valtteri Bottas uh, at 1 minute 18.183, and that was in 2020. 
Well, that's also very close to the lap record, which was set by Max Verstappen, which was 118.149, which was set last year. Oh, wow. Google has not updated that. <laughs> oh, that, that was lap record. It could be that. It could be qualifying. It might not be race. Fastest, oh, okay. Fastest race lap, yeah, says Mr. Beltri Yeah, I mean, qualifying lap. I mean, lap records don't usually reflect in race laps, so. Yeah. Um, the most wins uh, held at Barcelona by one person was Mr. Michael Schumacher. Um, and the most points uh, received at Barcelona were was Mr. Lewis, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, Lewis has had a good... Yeah. So, the track has got a good mix of high <laughs> and low speed corners with a challenging <laughs> turn three. <laughs> which is a right-hander, which is a great chance to evaluate the balance of your car. Oh, I love evaluating the balance of my car. <laughs> um, That's exactly why they use it um, for testing. On to testing? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Ash, who are your predictions? Fuck it. Uh, is that all we have to say about Catalonia? Do, do we have anything else to say? <laughs> no. Nah. All right. Uh, tell me your predictions. Tell me your top three. No, I want you to go first. I always go first. Um, I just wasn't prepared. <laughs> okay. Um, this is completely off the bat because I actually don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm, I don't know what to say. Honestly, like I'm. I th- I'm gonna put Max P one again. Um, just because, like I know it's a f- it's gonna be a good Ferrari circuit, but I think that, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna put um Carlos second. I I think Carlos is gonna do better. I think he needs a bit of a redemption. I don't think we're gonna get a maiden win. Is this his home race? Yes, it is. Oh well, I mean, yeah, go. I've got some ideas now. Um, and then I'm gonna put Nando third. As in Fernando. Yeah. I mean, interesting, interesting. I want some reasoning by Fernando. It's his home race. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. He he podiumed last year, but uh, over to you, Spunky. <laughs> what the fuck is Spunky? <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was cute. Um, Thank you. My first, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Carlos down because I want him to have his maiden win at his home Grand Prix. That would be iconic. Second, I'm going to put Charles. You know, I just, I need Charles to edge a little bit closer to being in front of yeah, fair call, fair um, call. In the championship. We have some bets we need to win over here. What, do you want a tattoo of him? I know exactly what I'm going to get. So I'm like, I'm okay with it now, you know. Oh, okay. Go go on, go on. Um, and I put Lando down for third and I don't know why. Um, so where do you think Max is going to finish then? I think Max is going to DNF. <gasps> what about Checo? I think... You think it's going to be a double Red Bull DNF? I don't know. I just think that Lando, like you said, McLaren did well in testing. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. What about Daniel? Daniel is at least two seconds off the pace from Lando. So, he will be down in like eighth or ninth. So, I know this is totally off topic, but um, the TikTok user House of Cards does this like dice thing where he like rolls a dice and like predicts what position like who will finish the race and he actually had lance first and seb second so you know aston one two might be coming in 
Y- no. Oh. I'm sorry to break your heart like this. <laughs> I really am. And you know what? Like, but I'm just being realistic. And actually, you know what? They could be a, an Aston 1 2 this year. And I'm only going to say this because there's going to be a race where somebody, also known as Bodas, is going to take out half the grid in the first corner. And um, why do you think it's going to be? Why do you think it's going to be um, Valtteri? Because he's just got that lock. It could be. It could be. It could be Carlos. No, he no. Valtteri's oh. in the perfect spot. Valtteri's always qualifying in, in the, the top midfield. ten, in like midfield. So yeah. he'll be the perfect bowling ball, and he did that. Honestly, last year, so. as much as I hate shunts so much, I had low key hoped for one in Miami just because Aston was starting starting from the pit lane. <laughs> I just, I've really? got a question on a serious note. Yeah. Are your therapy bills high this season with McLaren and Aston not doing great? Or are you, are you just, are you hanging in over there? Um, I don't go to therapy. <laughs> I, um, I put out my trauma as humour. <laughs> That's um. why she has a TikTok <laughs> so, it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so um, I think the fact that McLaren and Aston are doing not great this year just makes me funnier. So you're welcome. I mean, the people thank you. Yeah, you are welcome. <laughs> um, so Tinder predicts. Have you got any Tinder predicts this week? Just that I'm predicting Tinder's shit. I mean, you're not wrong. I've got a couple of Tinder predicts. We've got one from a guy named Evan. Um, funny story about Evan. Evan Peters. No, Evan actually. <laughs> I accidentally matched with him and he goes to uni with me and then I had to explain to him um, what the whole prediction thing was. Sorry, I solely use you for your uh, predictions. Yeah. Um, and he has said, seeing how Barcelona is one of the worst tracks in F1 with little chance to overtake and how Ferrari's car is underpowered, I would say Max, Perez, Leclerc, Carlos and then probably Russell. Okay, I mean, can I just say that I love the explanation first. I love that. Thank you so much for giving us an insight into your brain. Yeah, I mean, he's given a great prediction. Um, but also, I don't know. I just, even, I know that I've put Carlos to win in my predictions. But I think that even so, I think it might be sketchy. Like, I think that, I think don't underestimate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we will see. And then we also had Jan who said, I support Max till I die, but Ferrari is really fast. Um, do you feel that on an impersonal level? <laughs> I love that for him. <laughs> That's so funny. And, um, our final, I'm going to be honest, I didn't, I messaged everyone too late for, to give them a chance to reply, to be honest. Jesus, Ash, do that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. But um, we've got a, our regular <laughs> that always regular. that always gives us a good uh, prediction Um, said that I feel like a Rebel 1-2, maybe Lando or George on the podium, hard to really put my finger on Ferrari at the moment with the loss of form. Can I just say full high? We appreciate you and your predictions. Um, are you contractually <laughs> obliged to say that it's going to be a Red Bull one too? We have questions. 
we are we need to get him on the podcast and just have like a black screen and just like, <laughs> like a, distort about, his like, voice yeah yes. like a voice effect like a current affair <laughs> oh my god i would love that please <laughs> <laughs> there's no way in hell he'd do that <laughs> you never know maybe he's maybe maybe he's worthy maybe, maybe. he wants to be famous I don't. I mean, he might not be able to handle the fame that the girls in the fast I lane. I don't think so. No, he'll be forever known as the guy that went on girls in the fast lane. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Um, I just want to point out. I think that the people who decided that Grill the Grid should be height was the best thing ever because I love men arguing about their height. Yeah, can. Honestly, like whoever comes up with Grill the Grid, that was great. Um, it also seemed like that everyone had a bit of a complex. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so, so them being like Charles is this high, and Seb was like, "No, he's not. No, he is not." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Also, Lance, we didn't talk about this at all. Also, Lance being like, "Really? He he knows that. He knows exactly how tall I am. No, he claims that." Oh. It was my favorite part of the whole video. I think it was so funny. I really am just, I just really want to line them up in high order. Like, just for shits and giggles. Like, I just don't understand why they didn't do that. Because you missed an opportunity there, F1 media team. You could have just lined them all up and then let them fight. Like, you should have just got them on the grid. <laughs> you should have just got them on so the grid good. and then literally just been like, all right, guys, you as- assign yourself, yourself in like, shortest. Yeah. And Yuki would just walk one way. Yeah. And George, George, Alex and Esty would all walk the other way fighting. I think Esty's quite taller than everyone, right? Like, I think I think it's well known that he's the tallest on the grid. But then I also think it really comes down to hair as well for a lot of them. <laughs> like, Lance has a very, like, high Luffy. hair. So does Daniel. Oh, no, Daniel's hair's not that high. I think he's that... He's got um, a long head, I think. He's got a squashed head. Looks like someone. Also, just have you seen? Have you seen? Maybe the next thing they should measure. Have you? <laughs> oh, tell me <laughs> more. Have you seen the clip of Ted being like to Daniel, "Let's measure your neck and see who's got the bigger neck." <laughs> yes, I I wish they I wish they is is there like a compilation of everyone measuring their neck? I've only ever seen Daniel's. I think it was just Daniel's. I don't know what Ted did with the other nineteen drivers. No, he did. Um, he measured everyone. I just have never been able he? to see them. Um, but then he, um, but then Daniel's like, now let's, let's do the other important measurement. <laughs> I'll go to the bathroom. Hold on one second. <laughs> and Dad was like, I knew you'd go there. Oh, Teddy boy. And move on to our Girls in the Fast Lane Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're continuing on with Meg's questions. And if anyone else has any questions, please email them in. Yes, leave a comment. Please. We, lo- we actually love these questions more than – I think I love these questions more than what we started. Yeah, I agree. We wanted a way to, like, be able to teach people about F1. But, yeah, we also found it really hard to, like, sit and discuss something. Um, yeah, and I feel – I hate just, like, reading from the screen. So it's kind of nice – being able to be like, oh, yeah, we can answer that. Um, so our first wonderful question of the episode is, uh, which team has the quickest pit stop? 
Uh, did so, you add this? Hold up. Did you add this question in just for yourself? Or I, I actually did Or is this a legit question? This is actually a legit question. I might be wearing a Red Bull Racing top right now, but I actually didn't put in this question. Um, <laughs> you know, speaking of, did you know Aston was third, second or third quickest in Miami for pit stops? The what? more you know. Um, so last Look, year's... Aston- I'm not hating on Aston. I think Aston are a great team. I just think they need to get it together to be You know real. what? They are. Lawrence Stroll is getting his hands dirty. Um, they, so each year there is a fastest pit stop award awarded to one of the 10 teams. It's currently sponsored by DHL. So it's called the DHL fastest pit stop award. Uh, and last year's went to Red Bull. Um, they have the basically have the quickest pit stops for the modern era. Um, they've also done really well this season, but as have McLaren, they've basically been trading back and forth for fastest pit stops each week. Um, even with these new 18 inch tires, which I think we discussed in episode one or two, where it's, it's harder to manipulate these tires. It's harder to train with these tires because they're so heavy. So they can only get a few runs in before they're actually exhausted. Yeah. So. Red Bull currently, but uh, I'm sure McLaren will get back up. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. I'm going to put a pause over that. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you should just read this question. Oh, I thought we are taking turns. Are we taking turns? Yeah, bitch, do it. Oh, yes, chef. Um, do, our next question for Megs is, do they have budgets? Yeah, teams do have budgets. Um, and I think it's capped at like $147 million, which is insane amount of money. Like, <laughs> insane. Um, but they introduced spending caps to kind of bring it all a bit closer as like teams like Mercedes and Red Bull who were – and even Ferrari, um, but Ferrari's a bit different. We'll t- I'll touch on that at the end. Um, were had way bigger budgets and were just – were able to develop things faster and had the money to implement upgrades straight away. Whereas like the smaller teams such as Williams and Haas obviously have quite smaller budgets and not as many big sponsors. Um, so they weren't able to implement upgrades as often or even ever at some points. Like, so I know it started, it kind of came in last year into play. Like Haas didn't spend any of their money last year so they could spend all their money on this year's car. Um, but yeah, now this year it's really strict and I think it's shown a lot with Mercedes because Mercedes, you know, are starting to find solutions to their porpoising issue, but they aren't able to um, they aren't imp- able to implement anything because they're scared of going over budget or they're scared of what happens if, you know, if it's not worth their money, which is an interesting, it's made it interesting, I think. Oh, and I also um, was going to say Ferrari actually as much as they are part of the cost capping and only can spend like so much, they are given, I think, $70 million a year from the FIA for being a historical team. Did you know Mercedes also received the same? Do they fucking really? I didn't think they – I thought it was only Ferrari. No, I'm fairly certain. Ferrari receive a $90 million payment. That is insane. And um, Williams and Mercedes both receive a $30 million payment, historical payment as well. That's insane. I wish that I received that. <laughs> um, the next question is, uh, how many podiums are there throughout the year? So this year, uh, there will be 23 podiums, even though 
Do a race is yet to be confirmed. Do you mean uh, 23 podiums? Do we like, mean like th- 23 race wins or do we yeah, mean 23? Yeah, like, 20, like 23 race wins. And then okay. each race win, three people get to stand on the podium, which is first, second, and third. Um, that's my phone. I um, mean, because if you're going to – so realistically, 69 podiums are up for grad. Great number. Um, yeah, um, I had to add it. I had to throw it in there. Thank you. And each each time you get on the podium, you get a trophy and you get to spray champagne at people. I think the champagne is the best part of the podium. I yeah. would love to spray people with champagne. I think that if we are if we make it to the end of the season and we have I think we're gonna have more we're gonna have like fifty episodes by then. But when we make it to the oh end of the season I think that we should um we should do a champagne spray. Okay, if we make it. <laughs> yeah, if we make it to Abu Dhabi, like the the episode after Abu Dhabi, we get to do a champagne spray. Brilliant, sounds good to me. I cannot wait. Wow, what's that next point? What does that say? That that bit down here. W A I. Yeah. What do you think that means? I don't know. I didn't put it there. I do. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm doing a Who Am I? Because um, Are you ready for clue one? Sure. I was born in England in 1999. That's a lie. Well, not me personally, but this person Oh, was. so well, fuck. I was like, okay, you need to start <laughs> this segment way better. Start again. <laughs> Round it up. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, Hi. <laughs> We're doing a Who Am I? Because I want to test Asha's knowledge. Um, just because just because I like to be a bit evil. Uh, yeah, let's so, go. Ash, this is the question. This is not about me. Um, <laughs> thanks, question... thanks for clarifying. Thank you. No, you are welcome. Um, I was born in England in 1999. Am I getting any other hints? Yeah. So okay, cool. Can't answer that one. You have five <laughs> hints. Okay, cool. Okay. You can't answer that? I mean, it could be – how old does that make him? Mason 23. I mean, it could be Lando Norris or George Russell. Cool. Do you have an answer? No. It could be either one. They're the same age. <laughs> My father is the 501st wealthiest person in the country. Lando Norris. <laughs> I made that too easy. It's Lando Norris. I was like, I'm pretty sure George Russell. I'm not sure if George Russell and Lando Norris are the same age. But that's who I narrowed it down to real quick. But that was. Would you like to hear the rest of my question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us these fun facts. I have had two different teammates in F1. Yeah. Carlos Sainz and Daniel Ricciardo. You would have got this next one super easy. I have out-qualified my current teammate nine times in a row. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel Ricciardo. Yep. (laughs) This year I signed a deal with McLaren until 2025. That was um. Look, these are great hints, but it was thank I, you. But I also feel like I know the current grid pretty well. Okay, um, what about this one? Okay, are we doing another one? Let's go. I'm enjoying this. I was born in Germany in 1985. Sebastian Vettel. No. Um. Okay. Next hint. I started karting at the age of four and competed at the age of six, and was the youngest champion of a French national karting series. Are they still racing? No. Michael Schumacher. No. Okay, keep going. 
I signed with Williams in 2005. Do I actually know who this driver is? You do. Are you a thousand percent sure I know who this driver is? <laughs> Pretty sure. In 2005? Yep. Okay, continue. I want the next one. In 2010, I started driving for Mercedes. <gasps> Nico Rosberg! <laughs> I was the 2016 World Drivers Champion. <laughs> Nico Rosberg, how did I forget him? Congratulations, you got both of them. I mean, I'm so proud. Thank you. I'm gonna have to come. I'll do you next week. I'll do. Okay. You can I mean, me like, I mean, I will create who I am. Oh, I, okay. I, yeah. I'm glad I you actually, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on and up into the world, we are on to our. We really need a better name for this. <laughs> we Woman. say this every week, but we. Woman of the week. <laughs> Woman of the week. We should have said it in a British accent. Woman of the week. And that, woman, we, wo- of the that week. woman of the week is... Woman of the week. Miss Jamie Chadwick. Oh, what a queen. She, is a, she honestly is a queen. Like I wish I had a, have, like... I look at her life and she's accomplished so much at 23. And I'm like, fuck, I'm 28. It's really disappointing seeing all these people with younger ages than me and being like, wow, I have accomplished nothing. Yeah. What has she accomplished, Ash? Well, Jamie was born in in Bath, oh, which is um a few England. hours from London. Yeah, um, Good job. which is quite it's quite a historical town. It is. That's where the Roman baths are, is it not? Yeah, so I, I think and that's... near um, Stonehenge. Yeah, I did the same. I did that. That's what I. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I travelled there once. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, in high school, I actually used to say I was from Bath and put on a fake British accent. <laughs> you now have to do the rest of the episode in a British accent. Okay. All right. So Jamie's interest in motor racing began in 2010. Uh, her older brother Ollie was into karting, and she did cadet karting, unlike cadet drifting in Australia. Oh, my God. Okay. In 2013, she was given a huge boost by winning the Janetta Junior Scholarship, beating 60 other races in the range of disciplines, including driving, fitness, and media skills. I mean, imagine learning media at that age. That is insane. But was she up against guys and girls? Um, It must be open, I think. That's crazy. That's so impressive. Yeah, it must be because in 2014, she competed again against upcoming races such as Lando Norris, achieving regular front-running performances and podiums. Did she beat him? Um, I don't know, which doesn't say in the notes. (laughs) That would be so good. I'd love to see that. Um, So uh, she also um, signed uh, up with Aston Martin Racing um for the v8 vantage gt4 with beach dean motorsport um and they secured the championship title in their first year and then she was the youngest driver and first female to ever win a british gt championship holy shit how old was she like 14 15 um yeah i think so that's insane Oh, my goodness. She's achieved so much more than I will in my entire life. Yeah. 
She then, in 2016, completed five rounds of the British GT, including three rounds with the great British Bake Off's Paul Hollywood in the Pro-Am class. I thought that said for a second that she was in the Great British Breakoff, and I was going to be like, what? I will definitely watch that now. Her relationship with Aston Martin also enabled her to, to get her race permit, completing three VN, VLN races at a challenging Nürburgring circuit. Wow, that's a scary circuit, if I must say myself. I love it. I love it. That's where that's where um, Nicky Lauda had his crash, wasn't it? I think so. I think it was um so then she moved to single seaters in 2017 and uh raced in the british formula three championship and she f- finished ninth in her champion year which i think is pretty decent i mean i'm assuming it's out of oh no if a formula three has like 20 25 drivers right so i mean that's Damn. incredible that is amazing yeah in 2018 she completed a busy f3 championship with douglas motorsport um and also did some gt endurance events in europe with aston martin racing jamie also made headlines when she became the first ever female to win a british f3 race in this year with a superb victory at brands hatch so even on home soil how great is that that is so good but then in 2019 she won the Nürburgring 24-hour race like she was a co-winner and then she also won the W Series yeah. all in 2019. That's insane. What a woman. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and then 2020, we had COVID. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. But um, she signed up with Williams in that year? Oh, no, she signed up with Williams in 2019. and But she continued yeah, to work with them. Yeah, it was a development them. role. Yeah, she continued to work with them throughout 2020. And now, in, 2021. No, wait, oh. we're not even. We're in 2022. <laughs> Go on. Um, Jamie returned to the W Series to defend her crown after a nail-biting season that went down to the last race in the US in Austin, Texas, at Coda. Jamie stormed home with an impressive drive that saw her lead from start to finish and become the two-time W Series champion. In 2021, oh she also completed for Veloce in Extreme E. She won the 24-hour Nova Ring. She's won countless other things. She's a development driver for Williams. When is she getting? When is she getting into either F3, F2, or getting a test in F1? Mm. She also got to drive Rosberg's <laughs> World Championship winning Williams. Um, so- Did she crash it? I mean, unlike Charles, she's she's uh, quite respectful of historic cars. I'm so glad. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. <laughs> Charles, we do appreciate you. We do. We think you're great, we we but do. um, we also are just slightly concerned about your driving at the moment. Um, are we calling it a day? I I think we're calling it a day. Um, I just burped. Thank you. We are. We're, we're calling it a day. I wish I could We're ringing it in. Hello. Hi. Um, Hello. Hi. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I just was calling to tell you it's a day. Oh. Okay. It's a day then. We'll, we'll call it a day. Yeah. A day. It's, it's called. It's definitely called. <laughs> She's a day. Um. Good day. If you like, the, if you liked this episode, please 
follow us on Spotify, follow us on YouTube, like and subscribe, give us five stars, a thumbs up, a thumbs down. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram. We actually even have Twitter. Oh, and our website. Yeah, come to our website, sign up for our email subscription. Thanks Uh, for the one person that has, by the way. Yeah. I really appreciate you. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but thank you. Yeah, I'm just going to send an email out this week. Apparently. Supposedly. Um, but yeah, join us and um we look ho- we look forward to hearing from you. Um good night and have fun. Yeah, good night, good morning, good day, whatever it is. Enjoy it. <laughs>